It's time for some inside animation. With your host, Adam Sartain. Today's guest, Essen Eidingos. And now, here's your host, Adam Sartain. Okay, and here we are with another episode of Inside Animation, where we take a look, uh, get some inside information about the animation industry. And my guest today is Essen. Um, you can go ahead and say your last name so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> okay, so the super Turkish way is Aydingos, but in America, I just say Aydingos. I think that's easier. Aydingos, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So for those of you who can't see, who are listening, I've got a piano in my background and so do you. <laughs> and, I do, yes. <laughs> and that means we've got a musical guest. Yes. Let's uh, tell, tell our listeners what you do in the animation industry. Sure. So I'm a film composer. I actually write for a lot of different media, but my focus is uh, animation because I've always wanted to work for Disney and Pixar animations. Oh, uh, well, that's great! <laughs> but hopefully I'll get there soon. <laughs> You'll be working for the mouse in no time! Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I do work for the mouse, just not doing animation yet. <laughs> right, so you're already, you're already got your foot in the door. I hope so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so to, for the edification of our listeners, go ahead and tell us what you do for Disney right now. Sure. I work with their a cappella group, Di Capella, and I've been with them ever since the group started three years ago. They're these like seven singers, all super talented. They sing all kinds of Disney repertoire, some instrumental music, some songs that you've like grown up with. Uh, we go as old as like Mary Poppins and as new as like whatever is the latest release. And those you arrange those you arrange those songs for an a cappella group, right? Um, actually, no. So Deke Sharon, who is the co-creator of this group and the music director and arranger, I first started as his assistant. So I was like mostly doing um, like sheet music preparation. Or our singers live in different cities, so in order for them to come to the rehearsals ready, I prepare recordings with piano so that they can rehearse. So I was doing like mostly technical stuff, but then they also um, boosted but, up my credit to assistant music director. Ooh. So like in rehearsals, if Deke is out of town, um, I do like music direct. So yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> Amazing. Now, uh, getting back to the animation industry. So yes. I always try to put to get piece together how an animated cartoon show or an animated film comes together so at what mm -hmm. point in the process I I know it starts with a script but what point yeah. in the process does the does the composing come in so let me tell you what my experience has been yeah I've mostly been working on animated shorts for senior students in different colleges um, I think I've done like 15 in total 13 of them were for Ringling and two of them for uh, were for Laguna College of Art and Design. 
I, I've actually never worked with a script for, for animation, but at the time it came to me, I either have like hand-drawn storyboard type stuff, or if it's computer animation, again, like I did see a visual representation of the film. It's not always- Like a previs. Like yeah, like yeah. sometimes it's earlier on this stage that it's just like pictures, pictures, pictures. It's, it doesn't seem like a, a movie yet, but for the most part, when I became involved, there was already kind of like a picture lock. Um, obviously like no color correction or no like textures or lighting, just like super basic animation. Right, so you basically come in pretty late into the into the creation, yeah. creative process. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So another connection for, for those who listened to our very first podcast, and you know, for your edification as well, there's mm-hmm. an interesting connection here. Ringling is the college that my first guest w- attended, uh, oh, PJ Smithy. So that we've got, yeah, we're already making connections, <laughs> and we're we're Beautiful. four episodes in, which is wonderful. So continuing on, uh, I digress. So let's see. So we're but- talking about the. I can tell you my work process with these students. Yes, let's um, do that. Sure. So because they're all like taking the same class and they kind of have the same deadlines and timelines, I started talking to them around like September, October, and then they already have a concept because like I think they work on their senior films for two years or something. So they give us whatever plot that they have or if they have already done the character designs and stuff, they send us images or like short little snippets. And then around December, they have more of like an animated video looking thing. Uh, So then we start having more creative discussions, like what kind of music they want. Sometimes they know exactly what they need. Sometimes they have no idea what they want. So we try to figure it out together. And something that I use and that really benefits me is asking for adjectives. These don't necessarily have to be music related. It could be anything like warm, blue, cold, exciting, curious, mysterious, like whatever is in their mind. And it's also so important to find out from them through whose vision they want the audience to perceive the story because it really changes how I write the music. Uh, Like if there's a bad guy and a good girl, I don't know, like you could write it from both perspectives and it would sound completely different. So we start having those conversations so that they also like animate thinking about those if they still have time. And then around like February, they generally have the locked picture. Then we would have a little Zoom call that we call spotting session normally it's done in person but you know with the pandemic everything i've done was over zoom google hangout whatever and then we watch the film together and go literally scene by scene decide where the music should come in where the music should leave like if there's a shift in the um feelings sentiments so again like together we decide it's very collaborative we stop each other and ask questions sometimes i guide it more sometimes they guide it more Again, depends on like how picky they are and like how um, organized their thoughts are. And then I start scoring. And then uh, once I send them my examples, they either tell me like I'm on the right path or, oh, like, no, 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 like this is not exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then becomes the (laughs) revisions and revisions. And it's been so interesting because, uh, again, because I'm working with students, they also depend on their professors or like um, chairs, etc., 
So even if they approve, sometimes like two weeks later, they're like, oh, like my professor thought it's too sparkly. Can we make it less sparkly? Uh, and sometimes it's like, my cousin thought it's too fast. I'm like, I don't care what your cousin thinks. I already edited this five times. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I love animation. So it's all good. <laughs> and that's what that's one of the things a lot of uh, lay lay persons don't, people who just watch cartoons don't realize yeah. is the amount of work that goes into these things that you know yes. it's, it's not it's not oh i'll just write a piece or i'll just write some music no. for it no it's it has it, everything has to fit <laughs> a lot of work has to go into it especially if it's done right <laughs> yeah and sometimes even if uh they say they have a locked picture it does end up changing which is problematic for sound design and music because like everything we do has to be synchronized to the picture so every additional edit they decide to make is extra work for me and all the audio team but at the end we're all like serving for one purpose which is for that story to be told in the best possible way right um and that's so a good it's really point rewarding. and that's a good yeah. point that there's a reason why the music comes in later in the process is because you need to have something to adhere to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like with documentaries or drama, you could start writing with the script. I mean, I wouldn't prefer it, but it can be done. But with like animation or action movies, when everything is like so depending on the uh, timeline and the actions happening on screen, it's like impossible to start in advance. Right, with synchronization. Even if you, do, you would have yeah. to revise a bajillion times, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it would be rather interesting to compose <laughs> a piece of music and then animate to the music. Yes, which, that's not too. Which Disney, Disney did with Fantasia. They had, you mm -hmm. know, those orchestral pieces that were all, that already existed, and then they animated to that, which is yes. brilliant, but very difficult, I'll bet. Yeah, I mean, I love that when it happens. It only happened to me with um, logos. Like when I do Sonic branding, sometimes I do the music first and then the graphic designer takes it from me and then edits to it. But for the most part, like I always do the music after the locked picture fitting the film. Right. right. Yeah. That's generally how that's done. So mm -hmm. I think we now have a good understanding of how composing works in animation. Go, let's go back. Let's uh, go back in time mm -hmm. and let's talk about how you got into composing in the first place, where you went to school, all that. Sure. <laughs> how early should I go? Like When did you first get interested in music? Uh, so I was four years old and my grandfather got me this little toy piano, which became my favorite toy. And then eventually I was like coming up with songs by ear. At that point, my parents got me a private teacher and then I liked it so much. And then I started like pursuing it professionally because even though I was in elementary school, I was also going to a conservatory on the weekends. So I was doing like two schools at once. At first it was great. Then I hated it because like when you're a teenager, you want to go out to parties. Right. I don't know, like birthday parties, whatever. I didn't have any of those because I had to go to the conservatory. Um, so I was like hating music at one point and I never th thought I would do it professionally. But then something really interesting happened. And I'm kind of like hesitant to tell this because it's such a shallow story. Um, <laughs> but my best friend wrote a song 
and she actually started playing piano after me and she was also going to that conservatory but she was like two years younger than me in the conservatory but in normal school we were in the same grade um, and then I was like, if she can write a song, I'm more experienced. I can write a symphony. <laughs> so then I wrote a song. <laughs> and now she's a psychologist and I'm like doing film composing, which is so like... <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, so wow. that is my, um, I don't know, my world. Becoming you got, a so you got... So you became a composer out of spite. Got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But uh, we're still best friends, so that's yeah. good. Beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, you went to, I believe you went to Berkeley College, right? Oh, yes. yes. Sorry, I forgot the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Berkeley. I first did their summer school when I was 16. Uh, it's called Five-Week Summer Performance Program, and I strongly recommend it to like any teenagers who is interested in music because it completely changed my world. Uh, and then thankfully I got in as a full-time student and I was there 2012 to 17. Um, I did two majors and a minor and my majors were film scoring, which is like, you know, writing music for movies and then contemporary writing and production, which is more like orchestrating, producing, kind of being your own person and like dealing with everything in the music industry by yourself. Um, I also did a minor in musical theater writing and shortly after I graduated, um, I moved to Los Angeles and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> I did a bunch of internships and then like eventually I decided to write for my own. Great. And for for those listening uh, who don't know, I know Essen through uh, <laughs> a musical that I wrote and she yes. was our she was our pianist she played mm -hmm. she played piano for public comment the musical <laughs> which yes. uh, which was done in 2018 2018 uh, in the fringe the fringe festival we actually met thanks to berkeley because i saw the posting that you were looking for a pianist and music director on berkeley's alumni uh, page <laughs> yeah and then it was my first year in la so i was like oh who would hire me to be a music director i just graduated i shouldn't even apply and we hired you <laughs> <laughs> yes you did <laughs> well we we actually like interviewed a few other people and we we just oh, loved nice. your we loved your uh, performance um we had, Thank you. you know, and and that's why we chose you, and and I'm glad we did. <laughs> Thank you very, so much. It was very so much talented. fun. I missed it so bad. <laughs> it was very fun. It was a lot of fun. So so you went to Berkeley. Let's let's talk about how did you get connected with these students at Ringling? Because like Berkeley and Ringling, they don't have like a communication, do they? No, 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 they don't. Um, so after Berkeley, I actually partnered up with one of my friends from college. And we like um, together co-found a company called Audio Brew. And it was his idea uh, because we're both super passionate about animation. So he was like, why don't we reach out to the best like animation school in the US? And at first I was a bit hesitant because we first did five of them last year for completely free, but it was a good investment because this year, all of the ones that we did were paying pretty good. <laughs> so it, it was all thanks to him, yeah. Wow. I, we again, messaged the chair. Sorry, I, that part was oh, vague. <laughs> messaged the chair at the school, yeah, uh, and said, "Hey, we're uh, we're composers. Yeah. We can do compo We'd like to do composing for your students." And there you go. Yes. So, mm -hmm. it, but it it took initiative, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had to like go. Everything and, does. 
Yes. <laughs> exactly. I, it's a thing with ev- with all of my guests, no matter what, it's, it's all about initiative. And yeah. I, I just love this, whether you're a composer, whether you're an animator, whether you're a 3D rigger, it's all yeah. about taking the initiative. You have to, you have to put yourself out there. And when you do, it works usually. It doesn't it does. always work, but <laughs> yeah, you have totally to, <laughs> if it doesn't work, you know, the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah, like that's the beauty of working for yourself because everything I do, even if I fail, it's an investment in myself. Like, obviously I do so many demos for different projects and I don't get all of them, but still I have like more stuff in my portfolio that's different from each other. So it's always a win-win. It ex- it's experience for you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Great. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, there's, there's always a part of a segment where I ask you, what advice would you give to aspiring people aspiring to your profession? So those who like animation and want to be animation composers. Mm -hmm. First of all, like there are different organizations that you can join. One that I joined was Women in Animation. And through that, I also did a mentorship program last year, which was super incredible. So definitely like find those kinds of groups where you can learn and like network and then hopefully rise together with uh, people that are your age or like at similar experience level as you. And like in general, like I I don't want to just give advice for being a composer for animation, but just like as a composer, saying yes to everything and like then figuring it out has been really rewarding for me. And then obviously like it, it is a job where you're always in your studio or room or whatever, and you're always like alone producing music, but it's so important to network. So like when I was in LA, I would always go to different meetings or just go to recording sessions as an observer so that I can like meet people um, because everything is networking. Like it's so funny. I got one of my biggest gigs just because I was okay with doing notation for a funeral, like which wouldn't really benefit my career, right? Why would I want to do music notation for a funeral? But then through that, I met an arranger who was arranging for the funeral. And then he later on hired me to play piano for a Disney project. So like literally like being in the room with people is the thing that matters the most or for me it has been. So when the world opens up, go network and meet everyone that could I don't want to say like that could bring you opportunities, but like that you could be friends with and like support each other. Because you Um, never know where opportunity is going to come from. Yeah, exactly. You never know. And that's the beauty of it. Like, I don't know, it's always mysterious and you never know what's going to happen. And I love being freelance because it gives me um, the opportunity to work on so many different things at the same time, which is so refreshing. I feel like if I was just focusing on animation, maybe I wouldn't be as good as it as good in it because I would be like so tired of it because it's so you know again like to the action so like sometimes just doing a drama or like doing a completely different genre really like gives you the mindset to um explore other things and then you can use it for animation oh actually I have a um advice for composers aspiring to do animation there's an incredible library called I believe colors by symphobia it's specifically designed to use for animation. So like it has these like funny laughter effects or, you know, the kind of sound designing music stuff you hear when someone falls or like 
funny things happen. It has all sorts of sounds like that. So it's really Yo, wah, wah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. With different instrument combinations. Yeah, you actually like explained it way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> it is so great. Um, yeah, I think that those are the advices that are coming to my mind at the moment. Wonderful. Very, very good advice. So let's talk about some, this is something I don't normally do, but I'm interested in this. Can you talk about one of your favorite uh, short films or animated films you've worked on? Oh, so hard to pick. Um, So I just did nine in the past two months. Wow, which one is my favorite? I can't pick a favorite, but I'm going to talk about one that's so different than everything I've ever done before. Yeah, that's great. so, confession time. I have never seen the science fiction alien movies before. Uh, and one of the students, actually three of them were like a joint group doing one. And they did this thing called Megat, which is a um, parody on Alien. There's a, there's a broccoli, a strawberry, an apple, and then there's a Megat. <laughs> so, like, I had to watch Alien as my homework. And then, I mean, obviously, I didn't rip off the Alien score. Right. Um, but I mostly do orchestral, so like doing something completely different was so refreshing. Oh, and my favorite one, I think I do have a favorite. It is called Dynabomb. Should I tell it or should I not ruin it? Um, what, what, do your, what did the other um, interviewees do? <laughs> uh, I haven't asked anyone else this, so <laughs> okay, then I'm, there's no precedent. Okay. It's up to I, you. Okay, I shouldn't ruin it then because it's okay. in festival circuit. But it's oh, that's true. Okay. it's on Instagram. I think it's Dynabone film or Dynabone movie on Instagram. Okay. Uh, well, what about it? Uh, what about it that uh, really, really struck you? Um, it is so funny. It's about a um, so a father and a son go to the museum together, and they're looking yeah. at the you know fossils like okay. dinosaur bones and stuff. And then they have this super funny conversation in which we see a montage of two super cute dinosaurs in love. Um, And I don't know, the colors and all the different sceneries. It just really, really got me. It's so beautiful. Great. Very cool. Um, So, oh, here's another question I have. So do you... Do you tend to write, you write on the piano, obviously mm-hmm. you use the piano, the piano to write, but do you favor orchestra, orchestral arrangements or do you favor like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, piano uh, organ or? No, no, no. So it, it changes for every project. And even when I'm writing, even though I'm writing on the piano, I'm always using different sounds. So like I would be getting flute sounds, violin sounds, like whatever the um, animation calls for. Even with those nine that I mentioned, like some were EDM, some were like Kung Fu Chase Asian inspired action cues, some were like 1950s sounding like commercial type music. So it's always different. It's never solo piano. Um, I mean, I do arrange for other artists and stuff if they ask for solo piano and I love doing it, but never for animations. It's always super full, sometimes jazzy, sometimes rock. Um, whatever it needs. <laughs> Great. Yeah, very good. Uh, is there is there a particular instrument that you find is the funniest when writing? Funniest? Um, I would think like a bassoon a or an oboe or maybe <laughs> yeah. even a tuba. I find there's... Like low trombone, maybe? Yeah. 
like generally the um like short attacks with like a fall type yeah. of stuff that was terrible but <laughs> <laughs> i think that's funny you played tuba right i do yeah that's what i'm nice. getting at <laughs> i was trying to get you to say well the tuba is the funniest and i was like yes <laughs> yes tuba is really funny <laughs> it's very fun yeah well, I mean, you you find you find tuba music in uh, live action comedies a lot, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, or yeah. or even uh, Shit's Creek, which uh, mm -hmm. you know, I still need to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> very very funny show, not animated, but <laughs> yeah. funny show. So Wait, uh, speaking of, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of animation and Shit's Creek, I got to work with Catherine O'Hara. In the Nightmare Before Christmas, they do this at the Hollywood Ball. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been. It is so much fun. And I heard that despite the pandemic, they're doing it again this October Ooh. in another arena. Uh, and I think she was playing. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting the name. What's the main girl's name? Sally? Was Sally. It Sally? Sally. Yeah, she yeah, played yeah. Sally. <laughs> Very nice. Nightmare well, Before Christmas. I love. <laughs> I love that. I love that movie. That's great which is a, uh, a stop motion animation, right? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We talked about that uh, in our second episode a little bit briefly. I have I haven't if done I, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for, if you're out there and you're a stop motion animator, I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I should score your film. <laughs> And speaking of which, we're now at the point of the show where I ask you if you know anyone in animation who would be a good guest, who would love to be come on the show and be a guest. Oh, I think you can choose basically to, all my directors. <laughs> yeah, you can choose to you can choose to name them now if you wish, or you can tell me later. Okay, I think I'll tell you later because I'll ask them if they're interested. So that we don't get people's hopes high. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay, <laughs> great. And uh, yeah, we're almost done, but go ahead and tell people where they can find your work. Do you have your uh, portfolio online or your business um, page? I, I share a lot on my Instagram. Uh, even some of these shorts are like all available in my IGTV, the ones that, that have completed their festival runs. So if they search me on Instagram, which is E-S-I-N-A-Y-D-I-N-G-O-Z. I know that was hard and I know you're not going to take the time to look, but that's my Instagram. Essen <laughs> Idingos. Yes. I do have a question for you. Am I allowed to ask Ooh. a question to you? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to allow it. Go ahead. <laughs> what is your favorite animated film? Ooh, oh man. <laughs> um I would have to say Sleeping Beauty. Oh with, with Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is a close, close second, but Sleeping Beauty mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. For me, I think it's between Beauty and the Beast and Coco. Ooh, yeah. I'm obsessed with both and I really can't pick. Oh, don't get me started on Coco. I just lost uh, my dog and I'm <laughs> just no. thinking about yeah. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, and that whole that song. You remember me? Oh, I can't even say it without. <laughs> without I, know, I cry every yeah. single time. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so gorgeous. Yeah. So, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. This was great. Yeah, and 
And thank you all out there for listening. This once again has been an episode of Inside Animation. (laughs) 